Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the love, sex, dating and relationships podcast from the Independence Lifestyle team. I'm Rachel Hosey, our Acting Assistant Lifestyle Editor. I'm Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. So Olivia, how has your week been? Have you had any good dating stories? So my week was pretty good. I had a pseudo date last night. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a pseudo date? This Is this like a pseudo grain, like quinoa? <laughs> uh, you could call it that. It's the quinoa of dates. Um, basically, I bumped into a guy that I used to date at uni at a party a few weeks ago. And he mm. asked if he, I wanted to grab a drink. Not that keen, kind of like a been there, done that kind of a vibe. So I was like... Um, maybe do you want to just come to the theatre with me because I've already got a spare ticket because mm. I always buy two tickets to the theatre you know as the single gal that I am hoping that someone will just be free sure anyway I'm going to interject well. though and you know it's the most tragic thing ever last year when um, Skate at Somerset House tickets went on sale me and my also single flatmate together we bought four tickets and we were like this gives us a couple of months to like you know by the time it's actually there we'll have like boys to go skating with <laughs> we went skating with our girlfriends anyway go on I mean it kind of sets a target it's like okay, by then I will have a boy to take to this event we had a great time. Yeah, I'm sure. It was still fun. Anyway, yeah. it was great fun. And, you know, it means that you go for like a drink before, but then you spend the rest of the time watching a play. So you don't actually, like, it feels like a date and he thinks it's a date and you haven't had to be like, I like you, but I don't want to date you. But then hopefully you just go your separate ways and it feels all pretty cash. Sly. Yeah. I like it. Sly gal, unless he listens to this podcast. Yeah. In case the Lol. secret's out. <laughs> I know, that's why we just must never name names, but also if you are someone mentioned, it's very obvious. <laughs> but anyway, so that's why it was a pseudo date. Yeah, pseudo date. That's I like him. I like him. What about you? Well, I cancelled a date. Although it was it was sort of a mutual cancelling situation. But you never know if when you when if you're the one who says like, Oh, sorry, I can't actually make it anymore and then they then go, Oh yeah, you know, actually me too. You never know if they're actually really saving face and mm. they were actually crying themselves to sleep at night. But um Well they're never gonna be like, Oh no, really? That's so sad. I was really looking forward to it. I'd I already know. planned my outfit. I know. And if they did, you'd be like, Okay. Well quite. <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna reschedule but this will be date three, so you know, quite serious. Date three is the crucial, in, you know. That's when I mean things start. I mean, know, I don't, I don't abide by that date three rule situation. I find, please, there will be no canoodling. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, who can who can really say? But um, that was this week. I'm um, also just as a little aside. We are so excited about Riverdale coming back. <gasps> it's so good. Well, I mean, we're on what episode three now? I think there've only been two, right? There've only been two. Yeah. Episode I think three episode will be three like comes tomorrow or Thursday. This, week. this maybe, week. Maybe by the time this podcast is out, episode <gasps> three will be out. Oh, it's so good. I know. I'm like in love with Jughead because I like slightly weird ones. Are you more Archie? I was more Archie, but I think I've migrated over to the soul of Jughead. The oh. tortured, the tortured one. 
He's so weird and divine. Mm, he's great. Anyway, aside from our dating escapades, or lack thereof, mm. and um, <laughs> TV crushes, well, the first topic we want to talk about today is flirting. It seems so simple, and yet it's so not. Because some people are smooth, and it seems really easy for them. Some people are very awkward. Olivia, do you think you're a good flirt? Absolutely not. I wish I could say that I was, but I think previous experience would prove that I am not. I once at a party when I was about 14, I really fancied this guy. He was a friend of a friend and we were talking and he was looking for a lighter for his cigarette. So I had one and you know- Smoking at 14. Gosh, yeah, I know, it's so badass. Um, so you know how you used to, lighters, you can change them so that the flame comes up really high. I mean, no, because I don't smoke. Okay, don't give me that judgy look, <laughs> neither do I. Um, so anyway, this one was turned all the way up. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll light your cigarette for you, you know, trying to be all sexy. Nice. Leaned in, <laughs> lit the lighter. Not only did I burn my nose, <gasps> I frazzled, and his, frazzled some of my hair so that the whole party then smelt of burnt hair oh then had to spend the rest of the night because it was quite early on with a bag of frozen peas on my right side of my face because I was burnt oh yeah oh, poor 14 year old you and what could be more attractive than a girl with a bag of peas on her face what happened to the guy what do you think happened to the guy oh I thought this might be like a rom-com and he would find it really endearing and look after you and no. That would have been such a better ending to the story. But no, that's not quite how it went. Have your skills developed in the past almost 10 years? Um, well, let's see. I think both of us still single. Maybe not. <laughs> well, well, well. Do you know what's so funny? I am definitely not someone who feels like, oh, flirting is just so easy. Um, and I definitely for a long time was absolutely awful at it. And I, for, I still don't think I'm good at it. However... A few months ago, I was I went out like for drinks and dancing with a friend who was newly single, and I obviously have been single for longer. And um, she was like saying to me, she was like, "You're so good with the guys. How are you doing this? They're all trying to dance to you. They're all trying to talk to you. What are you doing?" And I was like, "What are they?" And I was like, "Oh, I, the thing is, I don't know if that was down to flirting. I was probably just wearing." Did you notice it? I mean. A little bit. Like, there were some guys twirling me, which, Fun. you know, I like a twirl. Um, it's not an innuendo. But is that them flirting with you or you flirting with them? True. True. I don't know. I do think there are some signs, though. I have, like, certain things where I'm like, hmm, that was the guy flirting. It, yeah. You know? Good flirting, you mean? Yeah. One of my things that I always think guys do is... um. Okay, they usually do this if they work out and they've got like nice arm muscles. They like put their, bend their arms and rest them behind their head and like lean back when they're sitting down. So they're showing off their biceps. And I feel like they always do that when they want to be like, hey, look at my guns. I mean, personally, I've only seen that in like teen high school films. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen that with the wrong guys. <laughs> I think I think a really good one is eye contact. I think you can tell a lot from eye contact. That's like scientific studies have said that, and I definitely remember when I was reading like teen girl magazines. They were like, if you want to flirt with someone, hold eye contact. Yeah. And now we are like really holding eye contact, and it's a bit. Unnerving. <laughs> also, I think you have to think about the different motivations for flirting. There was a study in um, 2004, a US one, that identified like six different motivations for flirting. What? How can there yeah. be so many? I know. Well, I mean, obviously not all of them are necessarily 
for romantic relationships. So some of them were self-serving, like to make you feel better about yourself and to give oh. you a confidence boost. One of them was just for fun, like you're treating it kind of like a sport or a game. One of them was just out of curiosity to see how someone would react. One was for sex, obviously. And one was kind of instrumental, like just to get something from the other person. That's interesting. Yeah. That's and, really and interesting. The interesting thing was it really differed between the genders. So apparently not the most, surprised. not surprising, the most common one for men type of, the most common reason for them to flirt was for sex. Mm -hmm. And for women, the most common was relational. So to get some sort of emotional connection out of it, which is so bloody stereotypical. Yeah, it really is. And obviously that's not the case for every person. No, of course not. But that's what they found. Well, they say that, um, you know, the the main things are when someone's flirting, whether it's conscious or not, it is that eye contact, it's mirroring someone's body language. So if they like sit forward in their chair, you sit forward in their chair, smiling a lot, you know, a little bit of like touching their arm and, and all this. But the thing is, I think me and a lot of my friends have sort of found ourselves in slightly difficult situations where actually like I'm a really smiley person. I just smile a lot. And sometimes I think being friendly can be misconstrued as flirting. Totally. I think it's really difficult to sometimes identify between the two. Some things that I notice, I think that I would say is probably flirting is when someone takes more of an interest in you. If you see what I mean, like they ask questions mm. that are a bit more interesting rather than like, what's your commute like? What did you yeah. have for lunch? It's kind of like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Like they really show an interest in what you think and how your mind works. Yeah, actually just being interested in you as a person probably shows interest. Mm. I mean, as in it shows they're interested in you, but and that can mean they fancy you, but I don't know if that's necessarily flirting. No, I think it has to be combined with a variety of other factors. So I think with maybe eye contact and with... I think also what I've noticed is when people say your name. Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like if someone says, oh, yeah. Ra not just like, oh, Rachel, can you get me that sandwich? But it's like, well, what do you think about that, Rachel? Like they didn't have yeah. to say your name at the end of that sentence. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm also now just thinking, I'm pretty sure I say people's names a lot, like more more than most people. You don't say my name very often. <laughs> I feel like I do. <laughs> well, if I you're trying like to I get, do, I Olivia. Think, <laughs> If you're trying to get someone's attention, then you obviously do. But I think, yeah, I think it's just about environment as well. I think good flirting comes down to, to be honest with you, not these silly things like, oh, touching their arm or whatever. It's just knowing what to say, saying something that's witty and playful and yeah. having a good comeback and, you know. Feeding I, off each other. The thing is as well, like, you know, pickup artists will try and sell like a one size fits all approach, but it's just not like that because what, what works for one person won't work for another. And like... Yeah, it can just be awkward if you're really hitting on someone and they're just not feeling it. Mm. And when someone persists, it's so awkward. Oh my God, when I was in Thailand once, um, a few years ago, and I was walking with this guy and he he said, oh, so I was reading the other day about how um, girls really like it when you pull their hair. What? And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> that sounds interesting. He's like, yeah, they find it really sexy. No. And I was like, huh, okay. Anyway, he then pulls my hair. What? <laughs> and we're just walking down the street and he just grabs my ponytail and yanks it back and then kind of looks at me and was like, did you like that? And I was like, oh, my God, you're so strange. That is so weird. <laughs> and he clearly thought that he was trying to f being a flirt or I don't know it's yeah the lack of picking up of signals I do find though that um a lot of 
guys, like if you, a lot of my girlfriends say this, you know, if you fancy a boy and you're like trying to flirt, you're trying to drop all the signs, you know, like Sugar Babe saying that song, Push the Button, you know? Uh, yeah. She's been dropping so many hints and he's just not getting it. <laughs> like, I feel some like boys are clueless though. They really oblivious. are. Oblivious. I mean, I'm sure some girls are too, but I do think that often you have to make quite clear if you like someone. But you know what you should always do, which I have now learned, is, um, also, make sure they're not gay because um, <laughs> I did have a situation once where I fancied this guy and I was like starting the flirting and then I made the courageous decision to Instagram stalk him and saw many pictures of him with his boyfriend, which was, mm, you know, soul destroying. Yeah. But, you know, at least I found out before I embarrassed myself. Yeah. It's also, it's very difficult, though, to just tell someone straight up that you fancy them. Oh, terrifying. No one does that. No, absolutely not. For a reason. (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. (laughs) Anyway, so the second topic we're going to discuss today is very linked to flirting and that it's really about when does flirting become sexual harassment? And this is something that a lot of people have been talking about recently because of, you know, it's all started with Harvey Weinstein and there have been a lot more allegations recently that have come out about people in the public eye and otherwise um, about sexual harassment. And it does throw up this question of what's flirting and what's harassment. Actually, um, last week, there were a lot of people talking in the media about a very prominent political journalist who, um, it turned out he'd been sexually harassing a lot of women and no one had known about it well you know all these women had kept it to themselves largely it was sort of spoken about but it was kind of a secret and um one woman came out publicly and named him and then there was just this tidal wave of women um who said oh my gosh he did that to me too he'd been messaging me he'd been harassing me he groped me he forced himself upon me um and I was actually one of the women who was messaged by him. 
I never met up with him and I never that's what's made me really think about it because I sort of found him you know a bit he was pestering me a little um, and he was being flirty but I never I never was too worried about it before this all happened because I never thought it was really harassment do you think looking back on it now knowing that he kind of forced himself on other women would you say that it was harassment now in retrospect I don't think it's really difficult I don't think it was harass I don't think it was harassment at that level because it was just you know trying to get me to go for a drink but then when I said like no I'm busy or you know no I don't want to or something it wasn't it, he didn't carry on pestering and he was you know complimenting me on my looks or whatever whenever I would post a picture of myself so I think it wasn't it wasn't I didn't feel like I was really engaging with him in the flirting back but now I now I know now I know like what he was like with other women who did meet up with him and then well, there's a whole different level is the fact that he turns out he had a wife and children which no one knew about but I think this all just is a really interesting debate about when is flirting just fun flirting and when is it sexual harassment? And I think it often comes down to whether that flirting is wanted and reciprocated. And if it isn't, the flirter needs to stop because that's when it becomes harassment. Totally. Persistence. It's it, When it's unwelcome and unwanted, that is by law the definition of sexual harassment. And obviously you could argue that, you know, the person who is flirting slash harassing doesn't know whether it's unwanted or you know is making you feel uncomfortable but you'd like to think that they should quite quickly get the impression of okay this person's playing back this person is flirting back this person is enjoying this or they're trying to shut it down and it's then when you persist that it's harassment yeah and I think it also comes down to environment a lot of the time so you know if it's in an office for example and someone is making inappropriate jokes talking about their sex lives, asking you about your sex life, like that's just completely inappropriate and that would be deemed as sexual harassment. Whereas if that if that person was in a bar and you were drinking with them and you were on a date, you know, it would be kind of crude, but it wouldn't necessarily be sexual harassment. Completely. And I think the fact that this guy was messaging people on Twitter, although Twitter isn't like, you know, explicitly a professional platform or a it's not it's not kind of targeted at one thing but you know it's not a dating app and it's not it's neither a dating app nor is it something like linkedin yeah it's not like i'd like actively swiped right on him no but equally this is a man who was a journalist was using twitter a lot to kind of build his professional profile mm -hmm. therefore i do think it's inappropriate that he was using that to message women because it's kind of like he's capitalizing on that public profile that he's built that professional mm. profile and using it to try and flirt or harass mm. women. And a lot of the women I spoke to, like my friends who are also young female journalists, who, who said that he'd done the same to them, said that basically they just thought, wow, this guy's super influential. He's a really big deal. He'd be a good person to know, good person to have as a contact, good, you know, he, you know, I'd be able to learn from him, et cetera, et cetera. And that again is kind of like the Weinstein thing is that it's someone who's more powerful. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, it's obviously it's not on the same level at all, but. No, but then it becomes really difficult because then Giles Corrin, a journalist for the Times. I read that. Yeah, he wrote an article saying, well, now I'm never going to put kisses at the end of my emails to women because I don't want them to misinterpret my kindness and my pleasantness as sexual harassment. 
And I just think that is a real shame that that kind of way of thinking is now going to be perpetuated by men because it's just, it's like now everyone's so terrified as their actions being misinterpreted. But that's just exactly the kind of culture that we should be avoiding. Yeah, I agree. It's just... um. I, I remember, you know, I've, we've all had experiences like this, I'm sure, but I remember very distinctly, this was actually um, when I was living in Brussels, and I remember this, it was qu actually quite a scary experience. I was literally at a food market trying to buy, I can't remember what I was buying, some food, and the stall holder was just flirting with me so much, and um, but just wouldn't take no for an answer. And so when I, he would, you know, he asked me if I was around here, he asked, you know, from around here, he asked me, you know, if I had a boyfriend. And this was where um, I did the classic thing, which I hate doing, because I don't think women should have to do this. No, no, actually, before he asked me if I had a boyfriend, he asked me if I was married. Did he? And I said, no. And then he said, do you have a boyfriend? And I said, yes, back home in England. Um, I always lie in those situations. But you feel awful because I hate the fact that the guy will only respect your decision of no if you say that another man has yeah. like claimed you, which is just so not on. Why can't you just expect accept that women say no? But this guy carried on this flirting and was trying to be playful, but he kept being like, "Oh, are you on Facebook?" I lied. No. Do you have what's your what's your number? And I was like, "I I don't have a phone that works here." And he was like, "What's your email address?" And I was like, "I'm only meant to use it for work." And you know, it was just outrageous I, it made me so, feel really uncomfortable yeah. and scared but and like i think he thought he was flirting but it just made me feel really scared it's weird that in that kind of situation you can feel so petrified and kind of it's obviously so unwanted from your perspective but from their perspective it could like you said they could think that they're flirting with you and that they've got a chance i remember when i was about 16 i was sat on a park bench on my own i was reading i was waiting to meet a friend and this guy came and sat next to me and was like, hey, beautiful, what are you reading? Oh, no. And that happens when, like, I've heard a lot of my friends who will be reading books alone in a park or on a tube. People see it as an invitation to come and be like, hey, what are you reading? That's like, happened to me before, actually. Beautiful reading. lady. Oh. It's horrible. Anyway, I was petrified. I didn't know what to do. I was literally on my own in this park, small park in the middle of the suburbs in London. So I just started speaking Spanish <laughs> and pretended that I couldn't speak English. And I was like, oh, lo siento, no hablo inglés, uh, adios, and just got up and ran away. And he was like, he was actually so stupid before I ran away. He was like, oh, you French. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, ah, adios, and just waved and literally scuttled off. That's so funny. Yeah, it would have been a bit, would have been a bit backfired if he'd started speaking Spanish. Yeah, to you, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, that was a risk I was willing to take, but that would have been so bad. <laughs> So I actually read an article um, from a that where had quoted a dating expert, sort of that was about this um, line between flirting and sexual harassment, and this was James Priest, who is brilliant, and he'd said that um, the trick is to make your flirting playful, not sexual. It's which I think is really important, especially before you. You, you know, if you're still if you're trying to work out if that person's interested in you, like this is the initial flirting. I think once you know, once you're like a bit further down the line, and you can tell that this person fancies you too, and they they don't feel like you're harassing them, I think that's when you can make it a bit more sexual. Yeah. But I think at the start, it needs to be, you know, lighthearted to test the water, so that no no one feels like you're being harassed. I mean, it's not um sexual harassment isn't illegal, 
But um, the dictionary defines sexual harassment, the Oxford English Dictionary, as unwanted sexual advances and obscene remarks. So I think you have to think there about the sexual and obscene thing. And um, the Equality Act 2010 says it's an unwanted conduct of sexual nature which violates a person's dignity or creates an intimidating, hostile, degrading or offensive environment. And like those descriptions there are so far from describing flirting. So far from describing flirting. It's and, you know, like you said, if someone were to make those kind of sexual comments or obscene remarks in the first stages of you know dating it would be deemed as sexual harassment but whereas if you said if it's you know if someone makes sort of slightly sexual remarks further down the line once you've been seeing someone for a few weeks it is seen as more playful because you kind of have you've both established that you have you are kind of getting to a more sexual intimate relationship with that person it's difficult because you know you don't know people and you don't know how people are going to react like yeah there are plenty of us who will just you know, have a lol about like a sexual innuendo, like, ha ha, that's so funny. Like that wasn't flirting, that wasn't harassment, that wasn't anything. And there are other people who think that, oh, that's really inappropriate. I feel uncomfortable. And, mm. but you know, that the same thing goes with anything. Like I that. think it's important to use your intuition and use your instinct. And you can normally sense when a person is vaguely into you or not. And I think in those instances, you have to apply your instinct and just think, okay, this person clearly isn't interested in me. I'm not going to bother speaking to them anymore. Or vice versa. Speaking of not being interested, topic three of today is ghosting. And, okay, I feel like everyone knows what ghosting is, but actually... I think that's not true. I think this is probably just the world me and my friends live in because it occurs quite regularly in our lives. Ghosting is one of these new dating terms that, I mean, there are so many of them. It feels like every day, every week, someone's coined a new term for some supposedly new dating practice. Um, But ghosting, I think, is a real legitimate thing. It has stuck. Ghosting is essentially where at some point during the courting process, it could be very early on, you may have just met on Bumble or Tinder or it could be you know after months of dating it's where you just disappear a person just disappears they stop replying to all messages um, and they have ghosted you they have essentially died and turned into a ghost because they no longer exist but the question is is this acceptable and if so when what do you think so I think in the instances that we were just talking about with sexual harassment and when s- someone is flirting with someone that clearly isn't interested, it is okay to no longer re- engage with that person. It is okay to stop replying to their messages and ignore them and let them know that you are not interested. If that person keeps persisting and not doesn't get the idea, then you block them, you do everything in your power to stop them from being able to contact you. But I think that is a clear example when it is perfectly okay to ghost someone. I think it's so funny because people do think about it in really different ways. My personal opinion is that if you're just like chatting on a dating app and like, okay, maybe you kind of change your mind or they say something that you're a bit like, oh, I don't really like that about you. Or maybe they like use an apostrophe wrong, God forbid. Or, (laughs) you know, you look back at their pictures and then you're actually like, uh, what was this a drunk swipe and you know there's just something and then you decide that actually nah then I think you know I think ghosting when you're still on the dating app stages is 
fine. What I don't think is fine is ghosting after you've met up in person. I personally think even if it's just after one date, you owe someone that, you know, it's politeness, it's courtesy of if you don't want to go out again, tell them that. I don't. I think that's fair because I think otherwise the person who's being ghosted doesn't really get any closure, and it's just sort of a bit like, uh, what's happening? I agree, but it's so. I think it's so rare for someone to actually have the guts to send a message or a phone call or say in person, even better, I'm just not that into you, as the film goes, <laughs> and I think that we should just be friends. It's so, it takes a lot of guts to be able to do that. So I can see why people ghost people. But equally from the other perspective, if I was, you know, if I was interested in someone and they weren't, it wasn't reciprocal, they weren't interested in me, I'd almost rather they ghosted me than said to me. Really? Well, I don't, like if they say to you, I'm really, I'm not interested in you. I, you know, you're this, you're that, you're to this. Like, that's horrible. No, but I'd also, rather just be ghosted. <laughs> that's the thing. I think a lot of people think it's kinder to ghost. However, no one, I feel like I would just like someone, just let me down kindly, make up some excuse, be like, actually, I'm really sorry. I'm just really busy with work right now. Or like, I actually realise I'm not quite over my ex, blah, blah, blah. Just like, you know, do do something like that. Do like, do it's not me, it's you. I mean, no, the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's not, not you, you, it's, it's me. me. You know, the yeah. classic lines. I just sort of want to so know where I It's so transparent though. It's so obvious I know, but I still just kind of want... I just, I really hate ghosting. It's real lack of manners. I think, I think to be honest with you, like I'm sure there are times where I've been ghosted early on and literally just not noticed because you're, when you're talking to multiple people on a dating app, I think I often just don't notice if someone stops applying because you're not that into anyone. Yeah, at that stage. But I, I wouldn't even necessarily call that ghosting. I just think that's common dating app practice. Like, because mm. everyone's speaking to so yeah. many people at one time to not reply to someone after a few messages. I don't think that really counts as ghosting. I think it's if you've had a couple of conversations, separate times, maybe you've met up, maybe you haven't, but then you just suddenly cut off all communication. I actually um, did a little social experiment a while ago when I, I decided to contact all the guys who'd ghosted me. Um, and I tried different approaches. Some of them I just went for like a, hi, how are you? Uh, like completely out of the blue, like not having spoken to these guys for months. And um, most of those just didn't reply. And I was like, rude. Really? I saw they the double ghosted you. So, some of them, <laughs> actually, they were, I, I feel like it's not like there was like a really long list. I'm talking like a handful. Um, maybe like six or seven. I don't know. Um, and I think some did get back to me, which is really nice. And some were really like, OMG, hi, Rachel. Nice to hear from you. And... Um, and then I, they were sort of like, what's up? So then I was kind of like, so I was just wondering why you ghosted me? You actually asked them. Yeah. <gasps> oh. say, one of them was like, what's ghosting? And I was like, oh, God. Case in point. Like, don't you read my articles? <laughs> Clearly not. Hopefully not. Hopefully doesn't listen to podcasts either. Um, <laughs> and so this guy was just like... Um, oh, well, you know, you just kind of seemed really busy and it seemed like we were never going to meet up. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. One of them, we actually sort of, oh, first he was like really pissed off that I was kind of asking from a sort of like a, and he was like, oh my God, you just got back in touch because what, you're going to try and get an article out of this or something? And I was like, damn it, he saw right through you. No, <laughs> no, maybe, podcast? <laughs> um, 
And then, to be honest with you, that's sort of actually the conversation carried on going for like quite a few days. And I was like, OMG, is this going to be the start of a blossom relationship? Then I think he ghosted me again. No way. Oh, once a ghoster, always, always a ghoster. Always a ghoster. <laughs> my, um, my friend actually um, the other day got a text from a guy that she had ghosted, kind of subconsciously. I don't think she realized she was doing it. And we were at this event and she suddenly, her face just dropped. And I was like, what's wrong? And she just showed me this text that she got from this guy who she had stopped messaging because she wasn't oh. interested. And it was like, I know it's not Halloween yet, but are you ghosting me? <gasps> That's and, quite funny. I quite like that. Well, it is quite funny, but we couldn't work out his motivations for it. We were like, okay, is he A, pissed off and addressing the situation <laughs> quite pragmatically? Mm. Or is he B, trying to be a little bit funny and just being like, hey, why don't you talk to me? Let's talk. I'm so funny. Look, <laughs> look how funny I am. Did she, did she reply? I actually don't know. I don't think she did. <laughs> oh, alas. Alas, alas. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a difficult thing to reply to. What would you say? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. Or yeah, you can't. If you if she actually was, you can't be like, yes. Yeah, but also if you know, it's so obvious. If she's like, oh, sorry, I've been really bad with my phone, and I've been really busy with work. It's so obvious. So there's really what isn't anything she can say. There's no good situation. No, I just think it's absolutely outrageous when people actually do like date for months then just go someone instead of like yeah I think for months up. that's awful I think rather than I think if you've been dating someone properly if you're boyfriend and girlfriend whatever that means but if you are you know official and then you just stop all communication I mean, with them what is that that's horrific that's just cruel and that's selfish so cruel I'm like apparently I'm quite good at breakup messages though so are you? yeah I've been told this is like a forte of mine not that I've like done Break loads up messages though that's yeah. quite brutal no 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 but here's the thing because I'm never at the stage yet where it like this, right, okay. this is in like the this is in like the you've been out on like on like three dates type thing. Okay. I this is where this is where like I'm this is where I always get to. And then <laughs> I send the breakup. But apparently apparently they're very good, I've been told. So I have enough experience good of to it. Know. Whereas I think, you know, once you've been dating for longer it I it does you have to do it in person and that's horrible. Yeah. But I rarely get that. And that's so also hard. Another topic for another day. Exactly. Another topic, another day. And look at that. We're out of time. <laughs> this has been so fun, Olivia. Have you had fun? I've had so much fun. It's just like us gossiping. <laughs> we hope you have had as much fun listening as we have had chatting. If you'd like to give us any thoughts or feedback, please do drop us an email at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can tweet us. My Twitter is at Rachel underscore Hosey. Mine is at Olivia Petter one And we would love you to rate and subscribe and tell all your friends. And we hope you'll tune in again next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.